Hey, everyone. It's a phenomenal day. We've made it to March 2022. Congratulations to everyone who's made it through everything, such as the pandemic, the trials and tribulations of everything the world has. It's an amazing month. This is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And today, I have the most amazing, lovely guest today. None other than Amira, the boundary coach, who, yes, has helped me with my boundaries, dear God. But I'm more than happy, more than excited to welcome such an amazing soul. Everyone, welcome Amira. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Saint. I appreciate I'm, I'm it so much. I'm clapping in the background. <laughs> I'm feeling all the love. <laughs> So, man, I just have to say, like, it's been uh, it's been a significant year so far. We're only on month three. You know, what uh, what's your process been like from just letting go of 2021 and everything associated with it um, leading up to today, this this interview, this conversation? Yes, uh, it's been so much, you know from hysteria, from, you know, viruses, to now being in a space of war. Mm. Um, but it's been so much alignment, you know? So it's been really beautiful. Um, you know, there's the ugly and the beautiful, but I think all of that leads you into a really beautiful space of a healing journey. Yeah. I would definitely say I'm in a very healed at the moment than I was mm-hmm. a year ago. <laughs> that's that's so true. That's so true. I can attest to that. Like your cadence, your tone, your approach, how you relate to reality, how you respond to moments and experiences. Yeah, there's there's definitely maturity there. And you know, it's inspiring for me personally, because you, you give me insight, if I must admit it, you you give me insight to see what um healthy feminine energy looks like, you know, in today's okay in today's day, right? Because we have feminist movement, uh, which is pretty anti-men and um, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I, I find a lot of light and just nurture just from knowing you. Oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. I I don't believe I always encompass that. And, you know, we touched a little bit about that, you know, you know, speaking and getting back in touch because it's been a while I have to say you Mm -hmm. are always such an inspiration for me you've always been very connected in the divine and Mm -hmm. I have as well but the healing helped me you know kind of really live in that healthy feminine energy yeah I'm really happy (laughs) no I have to say congratulations to that too because what I've learned is courage is necessary like real courage and that comes with the sacrifice of our self-esteem many Mm. times to 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 be willing to say like i no longer want harm done to me and i no longer want to calm uh cause harm excuse me like you know unintentionally or indirectly so allow me to hold a mirror to myself and just go through that inner work do that do that reflection process 
and be willing to, I mean, just do some damn retrospection, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let me just look back. Where was I <laughs> fucking up? Like, where was, where was I taking the L's? You know what I mean? Yes. Where was I? Yeah. What, what, what did I believe in? What did I allow myself to believe that even attracted this to me? Mm, you know? Yeah. What, was I, what was I thinking and feeling beneath the surface where I said, this is, I, I, I will tolerate this. And, mm. and should I still believe that? Should I still hold on to accepting this without being, um, to be very clear, without being perfectionist, without being pessimistic or skeptic and accepting mm. my flaws as well as anyone that's also a human being walking on two legs. No offense to people who are paraplegics. Um, yes. <clears throat> but you get the idea, you know, it's like, it's one way or the other. We, we spend years and years drifting from our true nature or we at some point in time get as my grandma would say the old folks say i'm just tired of being sick and tired you know <laughs> of my own oh. s-h-i-t so that's that's definitely been a great process me just seeing who you've become today like again i just i admire you so much and it's an honor to be here to be alive to have made it through God knows, you know, what we've gone through in these past few years, all of us. So yes. let's let's get right into it. I I wanted to ask you, especially as a boundaries coach, you mm-hmm. know, someone myself personally, I, I'll let it be known. I can't stand boundaries at all. <laughs> like because I'm like already a mix between extrovert and introvert. I'm already like mm. super intentional on like talking to anybody, very small circle and and I love that. I love my very peaceful lifestyle that I have. And um, I don't I don't tolerate interference unnecessarily. So then my issue has been like with people that I love that I believe it's necessary to deal with and to tolerate and to handle or to love and to to support, you know, those loved ones, past partners, past relationships. Right. boundaries were necessary and I had to learn that they were necessary because only when I put up the boundary with certain people was I able to see myself in the like the for the first time why they were even like why their frequency their vibration their actions where would they were why was I tolerating it and what was it what was in my belief system or my lack of boundaries that Mm. that shared that said to the universe bring this to me you know so as a as a boundary coach you know i have to ask how did you transition to believing that boundaries were necessary my god and then like also (laughs) you know deciding to recognize like damn this is a really important thing for for our community to know so let me let me take a step into this let me lean into this knowledge yes i mean that's such a great question you know i think i related with you a lot as I, you know, grew older and I started mm. to step into romantic spaces, mm. um, I felt that boundaries were evil. I felt like boundaries were actually separating me from the person I loved. I found it almost offensive. You know, I think the first time I was presented with boundaries was with actually a healthy partner who knew very well who he was. And he set boundaries and I felt so like a slap in my face like how dare you you know but but then at that moment I really didn't understand 
that he was creating limits so that he could create enough space to be able to love me the way he needed to. And I didn't know that. I didn't know what space was. I thought space was abandonment. I thought space was, I'm going to leave you because those were my interactions. Uh, Growing growing up, I... You just just spoke to so many of my my exes, dear God. (laughs) And you know what? It's, it's, It's the life of a lot of us, especially in, you know, like you, we've spoken on um, the black and brown community and the indigenous yeah. community, you know, we see a lot of this. And in my own personal journey, you know, my father left me, my biological father left me very early on, like three years old. And I remember mm-hmm. just holding on to his leg and just wrapped around and saying, you know, don't leave, don't leave. And so mm-hmm. I experienced abandonment very early on, you know, from a male, you know, and mm-hmm. so when anyone showed me any type of feeling of space, I felt, oh, you're going to leave me. So I'm going to hold on to you mm-hmm. tighter. And I realized oh, that is not that's love. Hard. Yes. <laughs> that's got to that's be hard because it's like, I'm do, it's like from the, from the man's perspective, if I may, it's like, I need to do this because you don't see yourself. And it's like... Yes. But you doing this thing makes me feel these ways. And if you love me, you wouldn't want me to feel what I'm feeling. And it's like, my, my love, everything that you're feeling in response to me having a boundary, this is what I had to learn. You know, everything that you're feeling in response to having a boundary, it's what's meant to happen. Like, you, you should be second guessing yourself. You, you, should, mm-hmm. you should be going through this process of like, what am I doing wrong to him? Yes. Where, where yes. is the issue? Is this a worthiness problem? Do I believe I'm entitled to him? Like what, what's, yes. you know, that process is supposed to happen. And I, I remember specifically, I love what you just said, because I remember my experience was like, um, women that I've known, it was like, they were fighting so hard to build up their self-esteem and to feel like worthy of love and like, that they were somewhat of a finished product. And then I, I, I meet them and time goes on. And it's like, hey, here's some things that need to be healed, you know, yeah. because how you how you're what you're OK with responding to me like or or saying to me or doing unto me, whether it be micro or it be major, you know, I believe we deserve better. Let me show you. And then when there was mm-hmm. resistance to that clarity, there was resistance to harmony or or to order that i was attempting to construct in our life as that's what that's what a real man does divine masculine builds harmony order and and, and truth when there was resistance to that the resistance didn't come from the fact that they didn't love me the resistance came to the fact that it was um challenging their ego or what they knew Mm. or who they thought that they were right and that's that's not an easy task to feel like, damn, this person is making me second guess myself, but it's it's not yeah. the person. My love is actually doing what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to say, there's something not right. Let's figure out what it is. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. And like we met, we were talking about before, it holds a mirror. You know, and sometimes yeah. we don't like to see ourselves and we're like, what do you mean? You know? Um, <laughs> and when, you know, when we start to think of love, we always think of ownership you know and Mm. we think of 
control, the more Enduring. I can, yes, you know, the more I can hold you, the more I can encapsulate you, the less likely you'll leave. But in reality, that's just not what love is all about. Love is about yeah. an abundance and amount of freedom and allowing you to be exactly who you are and being able to cultivate an environment for you to flourish in the best of your ability. And I can be a helper to that, right? So that is what we're supposed to be, but that's not what we're taught in society. Is that we almost is that the is that the same idea as like what what is what's the, it's like a it's like a saying right mm-hmm. is i think you just mentioned the same idea that i've heard before it's like um i love myself i'm i'm going to love myself to be my best self you love yourself to be your best self and i'll meet you at the best outcome yes. together yes right and so that's... it's like I, I i see you as who you are today you see me as who i am but i have work to do my love, so do you. Let's do it for ourselves first and for God first, right? And then yeah. in that act of self-love, we can be unified. We can meet at a common goal and a common mission, a common purpose. Is that like yes. what you? Yes, all of it. And that's exactly what boundaries is all about. You know, it's creating God, this space for you to be able to heal, to re-energize, mm. to realign. So that way you can love this person with all of you. Because if you're loving someone with just a little bit of you, if you're loving with someone as you're being burned out, when you're loving someone on E, it's not going to be, it's not going to be flourishing. You're not going to be able to have the patience. You're not Mm going to be able to have the understanding and the gentleness that you need sometimes, you know? Wow. Boundaries are very, very important. And yes, I have seen them in a negative light. But what caused me to, you know, step into the space is saying, okay, you know what, I need to understand what this thing is. It was actually when I started to get into my career of Mm. a birth and postpartum doula, I started, um, you know, becoming a business owner, I was like, yay, you know, me independent woman, I'm flowing in this space. And it was a very birthy space. I loved it. And I had just given birth to my son. So I was flowing with all this energy. And I'm like, yes, I'm ready to give and give and give. And I remember my mentor, she kept saying, okay, but you need to place boundaries here. And I'm like, what's boundaries? Like, I want to, I want everyone to have access because that's what I want for, from others. And a lot of times we give what we want, right? And so I didn't, I didn't realize how harmful that was. And I started to go on E. And then I realized I started to crash and burn. And there goes my business. Here goes Mm -hmm. my clients. They're not being fed what they really need. I'm overworked. And I'm getting irritated, angry, and burnt out. And I was like, yes, I can't do this. (laughs) Ooh, child. That's that's deep. You you wouldn't believe how how, real that is. Because it's it's like an unspoken truism that especially women go through in this modern era of like being a boss babe and you know like quote unquote like an independent woman um Mm. that's got to come with some balance like you just said but you know you inspired a thought if if you don't mind me sharing it Mm -hmm. i had i had this realization about 
boundaries is that I didn't even recognize I actually had healthy boundaries in many ways. Mm. I just didn't see it. So like the reason why, for example, uh, a past partner would say, wow, you know, you're like really serious sometimes. Like you just really enjoy talking about spiritual things or really having like godly wholehearted conversation a lot like very consistently and I was like yeah I do I I enjoy inviting in the light the love the laughter the energy of healing um, in contrast to the opposite and the reason why I do that is because I'm putting respect on myself so it's like I didn't recognize that my self-love was a boundary like I love myself enough to do better I love myself enough to have this boundary where I say to myself and to the world, I'm going to do this and I will not allow X, Y, and Z. The, I, don't, I won't allow the other outcome to happen. I won't allow myself, like you mentioned, getting on E. At times when I did, there were negative consequences to that. So it's like, okay, mm. I love myself. I honor, I respect myself to no longer allow this to happen. I didn't see that as a boundary, but it is. Yeah, It actually yeah. is. So like me, the whole time I'm thinking like, oh, God, I don't want to do boundaries. But it's like, no, <laughs> you know, that, that same woman who was like, you know, you're, you're like really, really consistent and committed to just being wholehearted. And she wasn't there yet at that time, which is fine. She eventually became that because we, we helped her feminine energy come into alignment. But mm. we recognized like, like living like a a really truly happy lifestyle like embodies being wholehearted it it embodies being human it embodies like yeah if i didn't go to the gym yesterday or for the past week i'm definitely gonna keep going if i Mm -hmm. ate some junk food i'm gonna do better like that progress is the boundary saying i'm committed to living a better life is a boundary and i didn't even know it until um i like got a chance to have a partner who was committed to the opposite. And mm. that's when I was like, damn, we're not we're not butting heads or clashing because she just outright hates me or thinks, you know, like the worst of the worst. It's actually a matter of we're committed to two different things. Like I'm committed yeah. to my to honoring myself. She was committed to her self-esteem and her very fragile ego. Mm. two very mm. different things you see what yeah. i'm saying yeah. it was that's that's a whole conversation <laughs> no i mean i think that is so beautiful because you know what i'm hearing is just like and what I, a lot of my clients start to hear which is boundaries is a form of a love language you know boundaries wow. is truly a self-care you know if if you love yourself you know how to place boundaries if you love mm. yourself, you know your limits, you know, okay, I can't, I can't go further than here. I can't meet you there. Because if I meet you here, I'm going to lose myself. Mm. If I meet you here, you won't even have me anymore. Because I'm going to lose rationale. I'm going to lose the control of my emotions. I'm going to say things I actually don't mean. But guess what? I can't come back from. The pain and the wow. hurt that I'm going to cause from here on out, it, it is just as horrible as a fire like I told you it's like you can turn a fire on and I'm burning your whole house down and so boundaries is yes and so boundaries is 
it is truly a love language and it allows your partner to know your limits. It allows them to know where to meet you. It says, I can only mm. go this far. Can we meet in the middle? And what's your middle, right? And mm. I also learned that, you know, as, as this journey, you know, because I'm always learning, you know, don't let it, you know, don't get it twisted. It doesn't mean that I am perfect in this journey. But I have come to a realization within this journey that when I display boundaries, it gives others the permission to do so. And that's so beautiful. And in the moment, I realized. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Can I just speak on that? Like, yes, yes, yes. That really, that really um, embodying, embodying that, right? Having that integrity and honor. I definitely experienced, and just to continue to add context to this on, on from the from the man's perspective, being able to having the privilege to court, right? Because we don't date, we court. Court Ooh, these amazing women over that. the past over the past few years. Um I've definitely ran into that. Like the last two, I can honestly admit this, the last like two women that I was pretty consistent with, they both found moments where this is so like this it's mind-blowing till this day just to see how like kind of reverse some of our sisters are and they don't realize it and for me as a man who honors the feminine like it's very painful to see but so i ran into moments where both of them acknowledged to me that they were envious of me at one point in time they were mm. envious in at different times, intimidated and also jealous that mm. I honored myself very consistently and wholeheartedly. Like, like my heart was committed to living through my highs and my lows. Like I just kept coming back better and better. And that there's no one that knows me who will sit and say he's a perfectionist. No, he just mm. 100% like loves every single day of his life through the highs and lows. Like he he's with himself. And he will not allow himself to be dishonored and go back to what dishonors him. So hearing them both say that they were intimidated or jealous or, or envied that me being me, I'm very cerebral. So I'm like, what in the world? What do you mean? Right. Because on our, <laughs> yeah. when, when things are good, we're laughing, we're connecting, we're building. Right. But it's like, yes. And I think this is, this speaks to what many young women women or men may be going through is that they're connecting they're having good times great sex great laughter good activities experiences but there are obstacles there are weeds in both of their gardens but specifically with the women that i've met there are weeds in their garden that are sucking the life out of the flowers that are naturally supposed Mm. to bloom and blossom and bring beauty to our life bring peace to our life bring abundance of love, vulnerability, compassion, all of that is what's supposed to be flourishing. But because like that intimidation came up, it would result in, okay, now I feel like um, you are trying, like, this is what I've heard. Like, oh, you're, you know, you are who you are. And it's like, it's really intense. Or like, you are who you are. And, um, I don't know if that's who I want to be or how I want to be. And then that that's when the conversation would be had, like, but you obviously do. 
Because look, mm-hmm. in these ways, you show me that you want to respect yourself too. You show mm-hmm. me that you you want to stop letting. And that's one thing that I definitely helped both of them with was like, they entertained certain people they considered friends that weren't their friends. The, the mm-hmm. reciprocity was completely unbalanced or mm-hmm. um, entertaining beliefs about themselves or about their life that was totally untrue. But because the world told them that or their ratchet friends told them that and fed into their fears, fed into their worries, fed into their doubts, they they drifted farther from themselves. And then the biggest thing was this. When I told these women that I love, I told them, hey, your authentic self is integrity. Your authentic mm. self is this beautiful woman that I love who respects herself first. She honors herself first. She honors mm. God first. And she heals endlessly because she recognizes that she's worthy of being here she's loved she's worthy of existing and thriving in this 3d human space called life that woman i know her i feel her she talks to me all the time but these these obstacles these belief systems these ideas are feeding off of your pain my love they're feeding off of Mm. your fears and your worries about me as a man and Mm. the there's so many more moments that we deserve to have that we can connect and be vulnerable and wholehearted. But like, oh, um, I don't I don't know if I can or X, Y, and Z. And it's like, yo, at the end of the day, all of us have two choices when we wake up in the morning. We're gonna choose to live and love, or we're gonna ch- we're gonna choose the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And I I believe that you're worthy of a better life. I believe that you're worthy. Boom. Immediate intimidation, immediate like tremble of what they thought was their reality, especially my most recent mate. Like there are many aspects of her behavior that she believed was related to her personality. And I was like, "Mm -mm, my love, that's not you. No, that's Mm. that's resentment. No, -mm, that's not you. That's entitlement. Mm -mm, That's not you. That's self-hatred. And then that exposure because they weren't committed to loving themselves as much as I loved them, it was like, yo, self-sabotage. This guy loves me more than I love myself. Like, I've heard that. I can't be with you. You love me more than I love myself sometimes. And I'm like, that's exactly why the fuck I'm here. Like, like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? That's such a a hard truth to accept, you know? You know? And it's it's not... Exactly. It's not the easiest thing in the world to accept where we don't love ourselves, And that's where the whole spiritual journey begins is when we mm-hmm. wake the fuck up. Like our whole idea of who we are is supposed to be completely shattered like glass. And we have to be reborn, as, as they say in many cultures, to recognizing mm-hmm. like, no, here are the true qualities that are within me. This is what mm. I need to be nurturing. Everything else is a disgrace. It's dishonorable. And even though I'm imperfect or I have my moments, I know that's not who I am. And I can no longer continue to believe that. I can't continue mm. to believe when this man has proven to me that he loves me. He's proven to me that he actually is here to empower me with the truth and with love and with compassion and with his passion for my growth and for with his passion for me to love myself, he's proven to me that he actually is a representation of divine masculine energy. And me mm. continuing to lash out at him in ways 
and him being imperfect too, him having his moments, but treating him as if he's a person that he's not is me also holding space for for me treating myself as a person that I'm not. And when that mm. awareness came in, they changed. You mm. know, they changed. It, it was just such a such an amazing experience. But like, it blows my mind because yeah, that that ego trip, that like self esteem. Um no, you're the problem. I feel this way because of what you said and what you did. And I'm like, you don't feel this way because of what I said and what I did. You feel that mm. way because there's some there's a belief system or an idea that you hold on to that is manipulating your pain where you're supposed to have humility. You're having pride. And mm. that's not me. That's I, mm-hmm. I can't cause that. I can't cause you to sit here and be prideful. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. it's forcing this this moment, whatever you're holding on to, is forcing you to see where you don't honor yourself. Because when yeah. I said here's the, when I gave you the truth, what was supposed to happen was I'm so grateful that you are in my life. I'm grateful for the fact that God deems me worthy. That this truth, this awareness, has come to me so I can change for the better. It's not supposed to be a prideful moment. It's not supposed to be a defensive moment. That is unnatural. Mm-hmm. That's not natural, mm-hmm. right? We're naturally mm-hmm. intelligent beings, men and women. And to be intelligent is to adapt. So when mm-hmm. I recognize me holding on to this belief, that belief, that idea about her, da, 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 it's actually preventing me from evolving because it's diluting my ability to learn the truth and about myself. The intelligent thing is I need to deal with this, not I need to deal with her. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And and that comes up a lot when you place boundaries. You know, when mm-hmm. you place boundaries, it makes the other person feel inadequate, you know, because yeah. there's a solidification in yourself, in the I am. I am mm. worthy enough to be honored. I am worthy enough to be respected. I am worthy enough to be mm. heard and loved in the way I know I deserve to be. And when you are not in that healthy space, where you understand your own love languages and you are in a space of healing and respecting yourself, you're constantly giving away parts of you. And when you meet someone who's completely solidified, who has an amazing foundation, who's on that journey, obviously no one is perfect. That's one thing we can always promise. We will fail. That's just yeah. the human nature in us. But when you see mm-hmm. someone who says, you know what, I'm willing to fail, get back up again and try again to keep on this journey, that is intimidating. That's like, well, I, I'm always sacrificing. I'm always giving. So what's happening right now, the wow. reason why you're lashing out is because you're angry at me for doing something that you want to do for yourself, but you don't. So you're Ooh. angry at me for practicing my I am. And that, oh my God. this is why I say boundaries is not for the other person. It's for you. And their reaction is not for you to take it personally, because it's really a conversation with themselves at this point. And what they're saying to you is, I'm angry at myself. And we take it like, why are you angry at me? But in Mm. reality, they're just trying to tell you, I'm I'm disappointed with me. I should have done that. You know how many times I knew I should have left the partner. I should have broken up with them. And then, you know, in my younger years, and then Mm. they would break up with me. And I'm like upset because I'm like, I was going to break up with you, (laughs) you know? And it's, (laughs) it's like, why did you break up with me? And it's just, you know, you, you, yeah. you have to get to a point where you realize boundaries is just not 
for anyone else but for you. It's a self-care. It's a language between you and yourself and your healing and you allowing this person in to that space. So yeah, that definitely can happen. That reaction is very normal. (laughs) So that's what's interesting because that for me, what I'm recognizing is, and I think humanity, excuse me, what I'm recognizing is where God comes into play. Where God quite frankly in everything. It's in every detail. It's in every moment. It's in every exchange. And it's it's a matter of like, are we are we are we aiming our our faith and our focus towards the light? Are we aiming our faith and focus towards the darkness? And if so, we're Mm going to get two very different things. And Mm. what I'd like to ask you, if, if you're willing to, uh, to speak on this, because like it it can, it can get um, very deep is what your experience was like uh, after, if you heard my, my explanation as a man coming from my side, what was your experience like, especially now that you're a boundary coach, I know that you can speak on this like so eloquently, so, so clearly (laughs) being, being today a a feminine woman who's in, who's in alignment, who's connecting with her, her inner goddess, her inner divinity. What was it like on the opposite side, being away from your own inner light? And how did that show up? How did that show up? Cause I remember we did talk about this before we, you know, we, we, yeah. we launched this, this platform. Um, <clears throat> what was that like for you being with a man of God, being with a, a man who's walking his spiritual path, his, his path of self-love? Yes. Uh, whew. It, it's a lot to unpack. You know, as I told you before, mm-hmm. it, it was a complete mess. It was very self-sabotaging, you know, like I said, I, burned it to the ground. I grabbed a nuclear bomb and bombed it up like three times and then threw some tornadoes at it or hurricane and whatever else I could find until it was like seven to pieces, you know, but, um, yes, I, I, I was in, I had a fiance and I was engaged to be married. And when you are Mm -hmm. courting, you know, that's one thing when you're courting and you're, uh, placed, you're in a space of someone, and then when you're sharing space with someone who's healed and, and you don't have to be at a hundred percent, you know, I don't think you'll ever of get a hundred percent. Right. Because mm-hmm. the other day I was listening to DJ Jakes and he said, you know, life is like a soap opera. Something's always going to happen. So, you know, there's always a constant healing that's going to have to occur. That's right. But when you, but when you have someone who's conscious of that and you're not in that space, it can be so intimidating because I remember just being able to just dance in the sun. Like I told you, and I could be fully naked and he would just be there and admire my glory and admire me as a a human being very separate and together from him and just be in a space of just willing to protect me so that I could just flourish and just be all that I could Mm -hmm. be. And I had never experienced, experience that so that kind of love almost makes you feel like you're unworthy to receive it like I'm just so broken like how could you how would you want to love me and can I ever get to the capacity of being able to love you the same way you love me so this inadequacy starts to really pour out of you and so before that person says it to you you feel like it will hurt 10 times more if you say to me you're just too hard to love so I rather become everything you're going to say to me 
and just run away as fast as I can. Ooh. And and that's exactly what occurred, oh, you know. Okay. And again, you know, like we mentioned, spiritual work. Wow. Oh, oh, I, I just, I just got like the the deepest inhale of a woman being accountable. Okay, let me let me address let me address the fucking dragon in the room right now. Excuse my language. Wow. Okay. But you know what's amazing to me? Your accountability just told me how powerful you really are. Your oh, ability you. to recognize where your lack of accountability and your lack of willingness to learn to love yourself and allow yourself to receive a light in your life. Like literally, you're acknowledging where you were rebellious towards the light in your life. Yeah. So he's a show. He has his own things that he's going through. But he, he represents the light that brings awareness, truth, order, clarity, love, compassion, tenderness. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And you recognize and I've heard the same thing. You're recognizing where you were rebellious to your own divine nature. Yeah. And it's like he 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 came into your life to represent that. Like, hey, there's two ways you can live your life. And you love me so much because you recognize that the way I'm living it or attempting to living it, live it is exactly what you should be doing too. And I'm showing yeah. you, I'm showing you all of the the weeds that you you protect more than you protect your own self-love yes and that's fucking painful oh my god (laughs) which is which is why which is why like and i had to acknowledge this too like i i really really just stayed and just stayed loving because i recognize personally as the man on on the other side like i'm meant to love this person and whether she becomes Mm. the one because currently she she can't hold space to the degree that I personally would need in return. And that's okay. I believe I love this person. So I'm going to love them anyway. And I keep seeing signs to love this person. So I'm going to stay with them. Mm. What I learned in my, my journey too, was that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. And accepting the fact that like, I needed to learn how to love someone in that way, you know, time and time again, that's been a pattern with all of my relationships and I've been growing. And so have the women I attracted, there was kind of like the next level in terms of their growth too, but, or their maturity too. But um, it's, it's no, it's no light task because that's when you get into the conversation of spiritual warfare. And when, when someone like for me personally, me being conscious of much of what my last partner was facing, seeing the spiritual element, seeing the demonic element, seeing the, the, the wickedness element, like for example, you know, she eventually was able to recognize that how her mother treated her father and how her mother told her, her who her father was and who he like how he treated her and da da da. She later discovered, like, for example, wow, my dad actually he did some fucked up stuff, but my dad actually isn't who my mom said my dad was. And I would mm. gang up and attack my dad just like my mom would because I believe that's who he was. And she said, I saw, I saw my father break down because me, my sister and my mom, we'd, we'd demoralize him. We emasculate him all the time, every day. So then she's, she's looking at how she would treat me sometimes. And she's like, I'm more like my mother than I thought I was. Holy shit. Mm. So, so for me, it was like, I have so, I have so much empathy and compassion 
for you, my love, because yes, you are. And I'm not going to just blatantly tell you like, here's all the ways that you're exactly like your mom. You know what I mean? Mm. That's obviously not the wisest thing to do with, because it's, it's like, it's like every step I take into her ocean, I'm calming the water. Even mm. when she's trying to make a storm, every step I take is calm. Mm. So where, where my where my foot is, that water gets still. There might be a whole, like you said, there might be a whole storm. She might be truly thinking I'm abusive, I'm controlling. She's thinking all this. But the way that I'm going to talk to her and the truth that I'm going to give her, the love that I'm going to give her, even when she's combative for an hour, I'm not going to let loose. I'm not going to let go. And then at the end of that situation, she's like, damn, Mm. I was like in this state. I was rebellious. I was against you. I thought you were my enemy. And it just it just goes on. And I'm like, this is really spiritual warfare out here for real. Like the, yeah. the, the mind, the mind of women. And that's why this podcast, why this, why this conversation is so important because it's, it breaks my heart to see just how tainted, you know, tainted our women. And, and, I, and I hope that you can speak to it where it's like, I believe the terminology for it is psychological molestation. And I'm, I'm going to mm. let you speak on that and, and where that showed up for you is if, if you're willing to, is that, at some point in time, she recognized her mother psychologically molested her. It's mm-hmm. like, whoa, 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 that sounds intense. What do you mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there is a parasite called confusion, called wickedness, mm. called um, delusion, called um, self-centered agony, right? Mm. She spewed that into her daughter. Her daughter mm. then began to embody that because she wanted to be like her mother. She, and she she had tested that like she was like I wanted to fit in with the girls in my high school and in college I wanted to have my mom love me so I picked up the things that were completely unhealthy and toxic so I could fit in because I wanted to be loved she acknowledged that but it's like and I want to be loved by a man I want to be in a relationship with a man so the boom she meets the man of God in her life as best Mm -hmm. that I can be at the time and she's like holy I am not ready or capable to, whoa, what is this? It's got to be you, right? It's you? No, it's got to be you. And I'm like sitting here like, no, my love. Hey, my love. No, yeah. listen, there was, there was some harm done to you. And that physical abuse you went through in that your first relationship many years ago, and this abuse and that abuse, yeah, it made you really domineering. It made you very combative. Yeah. It, it, mm. it, it made you really believe that you can talk to a man any damn type of way you feel because your mm. feelings are hurt you believed you could run your mouth it yeah. like for real like you really you you see what i'm saying and it was a whole list so i'm i'm grateful to see where she is today she's a totally different woman you know oh, i'm so grateful beautiful. for her healing journey but just what what was that process like for you you know um seeing where the rebellion was towards your own inner light that was preventing you from being connected to that man that you knew you loved you knew he you know he's for you right clearly you chose him as a mate you chose like he's qualified to get this punani mm-hmm. like wow right <laughs> so where did where, where where did um what was that walk that process that walk for you seeing how much was in the way that you kind of tucked under the rug for so long or you didn't even know was there 
Yes. I, oh, thank you for saying that. I think it was a mixture of two. And there was no punani giving, I think, in that too. But it was definitely a mixture of two. Celibacy, you know? celibacy is pretty great so far. I'm, I'm on my journey yeah. too. It's pretty far. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I really recommend it. That journey is really beautiful. But, um, yes, it was a mixture too. I, you know, when you are dipped in trauma from the moment you're born, it, it mm-hmm. you don't even realize, you know, where it's permeating. You really don't even know where yeah. the roots are are growing in, you know? And so it takes a lot of self-awareness and self-consciousness that I didn't have at the moment. I had, mm-hmm. you know, I was born into creation. I was born into Christianity. And mm-hmm. even the way that I loved God was very what I would say toxic and patriarchy and very like, you know, like very colonizer European type of way. And so it always made me feel like this inadequacy, you know, to love God, to have to feel like I have to be completely pure in order for him to love me. And that's just not the case. So I brought that in every in every space, including with the relationship with my father. I felt like, oh, man, I must have done something that was so horrible for him to just run away from me. Like, why can't I be special enough to be loved? Um, and so bringing into that space and then also, you know, being a sexual abuse survivor and then being in domestic abusive spaces, I just started mm-hmm. to become very angry. And it was just like this anger towards men and I'm just like you're supposed to make me feel safe you know the bible says that you're supposed to be my husband and you know you're supposed to till the ground and make sure the soil is perfect yeah. enough for me to grow in so that my fruits can be bare but that's, that's not what I was receiving right you know mm-hmm. and so when I finally find someone that was willing to do that I I didn't Ooh. even know how to receive it because I've been fighting for so long and like you uh, even brought Um, (laughs) and like you even brought to me into one of our when we were having our conversations you know we were talking about toxic masculinity and toxic femininity but then you said you know sometimes what it is is that we adopt as a woman masculine features and that's what creates the toxicity because you're not allowed to flow in your true femininity and I was like, mm. wow, that's so true, because like, that's exactly what I do. I was like, you know what, I'm man enough to come and step it to you, you know, let's go. And it was like, no, like, wow. you don't even need that energy. Like, why are you coming to me when I'm trying to love you? And I'm trying to show him I'm strong, I'm capable. And it's like, no, let me be strong so that you can be weak. And that was scary. Mm. For me. I didn't know because I was like, every time I've been weak, I've been hurt. Every time I was weak, I was taken advantage of. And that took a lot of healing. And I think um, that's when God started to speak to me and say, you know, Amira, when I bring someone for you, they will never abuse you. They will never take advantage of you because it's the love that I give you is what you shall feel from the partner that I give you. And if you don't feel that, then that's not me. Right? That's... That is the that's the thing though, right there, because I can attest to my my own problems at occasions coming up and and, and being a problem. Let's say it was 
you know, very infrequent because I'm such a peaceful, loving person all the time. But like definitely you mentioned earlier, when I when I would get on E and I would just be so tired of dealing with X, Y, and Z and I'd finally raise my voice, you know, mm. or it, it it finally be like, you know what? This person really just isn't appreciating all the energy that I give, how devoted I am and loving mm-hmm. I am just from just from my perspective. You know, yes. I would allow myself to get to that point where I'm like, dude, I'm fucking I'm tired of shit. Um, I'm tired yeah. of being X, Y, and Z. And then that would that would also set off for her the that part of like what I consider say then that we that that wickedness that's trying to suck off of her life. That's like, see, he is imperfect. See, he look, look how he's acting. He's finally angry. Look, he's finally yes. turned up. And what's crazy? What's crazy about that is, is this. A few months ago, I actually had a conversation with my, my past mate. And she said to me, as much as I enjoyed the in-between moments, I never I was not paying the proper respect or attention to everything you were doing day to day. So it would be like we'd have these very small moments that didn't even have to be moments and these kind of like medium sized moments. And then when like a big thing would finally happen, it would be like, well, why are you responding to me this way? What, what, why are you turning up? Like what? And she, she, (laughs) she acknowledged like, it was like such a kind of like a delusion where, oh my God, you're finally responding to me this way. Oh my God. What? And it's like, are you, where are you? Like, where's your brain? Like, what did, have you not recognized how much harm you've been impacting in my life? Like how much It's like, Oh, and then boom, the moment I'm saying, this is what has been wrong. This is the harm that's been done. It's like, see, not worthy to love you. We should just break up. Boom, boom, boom. boom. And mm. that whole self-esteem issue. And it's like, yeah. that you gotta be, that's, Oh God. Cause that's so when, when you're not healed, you can't even see that person, you know? Like I was telling you before, it's like I couldn't see. I could not see him. It was like almost like very foggy and blurry. And I just, it's like I knew. And I I would always say this. I would say, you know, I love you and I know, but I don't appreciate you because I can't. Sometimes people are incapable of really appreciating someone because they're just not in the space. Let's speak directly to that. What were the obstacles that you can say it's a moment day to day prevented what was naturally supposed to occur, right? He's, he's literally pouring the water onto your flowers and he's cutting those weeds out. What, what would you say day to day, moment to moment, like were the obstacles from you being able to receive it and see it? Cause word for word, I heard the exact same thing and it just blows my mind that, you know, your, your reflection of, the truth that I know exists. So yeah. What would you say? That's a great question. So for me, the realization of the inability to let go of my pain, you know, I think I felt as if, if I hold it up for the world to see, then they will love me and care for me enough to see that my pain was real, that my tears were real, that my scars were real, that, the bleeding mm-hmm. that's happening will be nurtured because I didn't get that as a child. You know, mm-hmm. I, my cries weren't tend to my, mm-hmm. my help wasn't received when I was calling out for help. You know, I, I, it was a lot of that, those abandonment issues really 
oh, yeah. into that space, you know? So it didn't allow me to, and I nurtured the pain versus let it go so that I could receive the love that I deserved, right? And so did you, I did definitely... You think that- did you ever think that's who you were like like the because that forms a personality you know yes. to, to be to be anti in that way um and to yes. be so defensive in that way like did you genuinely believe like well the way I'm reacting or the way I'm acting or how I feel is 100% me and if you don't accept me or tolerate me then you don't love me like was that ever a thing because I totally I totally have like gotten that Yes, but the beautiful thing, really, I didn't have to say that that much because he was so good with it. You know, he was like, I know that you struggle with it, you know, so there was this gentleness mm. with it. So I didn't really have to say it that much. But there were moments where I could see it was a lot. You know, I could see the moments of like breaking and oh, like just the frustration because there's nowhere else to turn because there's an understanding of the trauma. And this is not to belittle trauma because trauma does take a lot of healing work. It takes therapy, it takes a village, it takes a team, it takes people to have understanding and being gentle with you, right? So you have Mm -hmm. to have the right partner. That's no joke, but there has to come an acceptance within yourself that you're ready to move on. And I wasn't because I felt like if I forgot, right? Because I was never told, oh, you know, your abuse was real. I was always told I was a liar, you know? Oh, Oh that's not true. So when I walked into these spaces, I felt like I had to scream. I was abused. I was abused. I was abused. And little did I know that the person in front of me is like, I hear you. You were, you were, but we can let it all, we can let that fall down now. Now let Mm -hmm. me love you so that you can heal and become this powerful woman that you're supposed to be. That's it. Let and me that, love you so you can heal. Like, let me assist you in this journey. Yes. That, yes. no, you're 100% right. Where, where you say, in using biblical terms, I am strong so that you can be weak. You know, you can't yes. use language like that in this modern day feminine era because it's like, I'm a strong woman. So it's more yes. like, it's more like acknowledging, it's more like acknowledging the moment when you've seen someone, uh, you, you see a, a single mother whose child passed away and she's sitting by herself in the, uh, the pulpit of a church at the funeral. What do you do? You go up to her, you, you love on her, you talk to her, you, you do what you can to be the strength for her at that time where she is weak. Yes. Do you understand yes. where I'm coming from? And it's like, okay, oh, my, love, my love, we have these weeds that we got to remove. And I know it's going to hurt, right? It's going to hurt. But listen, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to create such a peaceful, calm environment. We're going to go do yoga. We're going to go work out. We're going to fucking eat great. We're going to go travel. We're going to take time to spend in nature. We're going to completely do away with a lot of the things that we entertain that are creating dysfunction Mm -hmm. in our life. And we're going to have a peaceful, harmonious life so that as your soil heals, just like real, Mm. real agricultural farming, when you do Mm -hmm. something in the soil, you actually have to let it take time to heal before you can plant something new. And Mm. another big thing too, if you can speak on this was, because it sounds like he was, I had a tremendous amount of patience for, you know, the last two women I mentioned, you know, that I told you about last night, we spoke on Mm -hmm. it in a, a private conversation. And I acknowledge that the degree of patience that I had, 
with them and for them they didn't have for themselves and that also created an issue because it's like oh my god I'm so hurt and I'm in this defensive state and you need to endure what I'm putting out because if you if you don't endure it then you don't love me and I'm sitting here like (laughs) I will be patient again this time but hey you don't have to talk to me that way hey okay I will be patient again this time because I love you and I see that you really just hurt yourself I will be patient again because I realize you're not even really being rebellious towards me as a man. So I'm not going to even react to you. I recognize that this is a moment, my love, in which angry with yourself in its displaced anger and you're projecting it at me. Yeah, that kind of patience is exactly why those women stayed with me for as long as they did. Mm One hundred. They were able to say that. So what are some of the qualities that you were experiencing from him? as as we we progress towards the end of our, our our talk is what were some of the qualities you experienced from him and what was your response to some of those qualities those divine qualities those masculine qualities what was your response to him being who he was fighting every day for himself to be as well yes um Ooh, and I just want to say before I touch on that a little bit, you know, mm. what you were explaining before, like the agriculture and the soil, you know, that was, that's leadership, right? And not every man knows how to tap into that. Yeah. So that, that's something that really, you know, I like to touch on because a lot of times when we do see broken women, we, one, we have a very false expectation on healing, right? So we think you should come to me fully healed and fully prepared. And that's wow. That's not true. You can yeah. heal within a relationship. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Therapy. And yes. people are like, I'm not your therapist. I know that you won't supposed to be. <laughs> oh yes, 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 yes. We should be our sacred spaces. We should be our home. You know, I come home oh, to you. You that's come it. home to me. You know I what I'm saying? So home and put down my armor that I have to wear yes. every day. And that's what I'm saying that was given to me. Like, it was like, you could put down your armor. Are you sure? Because last time I thought I could do that, I, had to, I got caught. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you sure? Well, I mean, Are you setting me up? Because, you know, I'm doing, from Pina. <laughs> we, we are doing yoga right now in the woods i think this would be a good time to try it yes. <laughs> oh my gosh literally no literally doing yoga in the middle of you know nature that that was that was our life you know yeah. but i i didn't know how to let go of that armor because you're talking to a woman who had to pick up masculine like i said to you masculine features in order to survive a masculine world mm-hmm. you know i didn't have a father so i had to be the man of the house when there wasn't a man in the house, right? My mom was too broken through the domestic abuse and so forth. So I had to pick up certain pieces that as a six-year-old going into 12-year-old, then to go into 15 years old, all you know is men features. How do I become a woman? How do I show femininity? I didn't understand that. So when you are a woman in that space where you've picked up so many masculine um, traits, you need a le- a tender, a tender, gentle space of a man who can cultivate that space and create leadership where it says, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not how you speak to me, but I can see why you're speaking to me. And let mm-hmm. me cultivate this space so that you can feel safe enough exactly. to say I can allow you in. 
Now, I did have that, right? So the, the, the traits, there was patience, there was a lot of forgiveness, there was godliness, you know, we didn't mm. uh, start off a relationship with dating, I think dating is really very confusing, it's a very great area, and there's nothing really there, because it's always saying, well, let's see what happens, and if it doesn't yeah. work out, I'll let you go, after you give me so much of yourself, right? And that's not what I like to play with, and I have... Mm lost myself in spaces but I brought myself back but I think that's why our relationship was so successful because we courted first we created boundaries and this man sought after God first in order to love me right Mm. and so all of those things were definitely there and I think I really loved the idea of receiving all of that and being in that and I knew I was in a healthy state but my biggest issue was I was used to being screamed at. I was used to being cheated on. I was used to being treated a certain way. And when I yelled, I wanted to be yelled back at. I'm like, I want, I want action. You know, <laughs> my colonizer yeah. tongue tells me I'm Hispanic and they say we're crazy. So let's, let's fight. Oh and when, when that fight wasn't happening, I was like, oh, he just doesn't have any reaction. Ugh. It's just like, I want more. He doesn't have any emotions. I heard that a lot. Yes. Like, where's the emotion? I want, I want some of that flair. Oh, honey, God gave me the flair afterwards. But, Mm. you know, it just, you start to seek toxicity because if you've always been born in toxicity, it becomes boring when it's not toxic. Healthiness becomes uncomfortable. Being healthy is weird. It was like, ooh, why? It's too calm. There's nothing to do. And we're just in peace. Like, that's what we're doing. We're just sitting in peace. And you're just loving me. And we just wake up in the morning. Just, oh, you look so beautiful. What? Yes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Like, how do you do this every yes. day? It was painful. And no one can understand that. And then if you fall into the hands of a man who does not understand that, they are going to call you just crazy. And they're like, oh, she's crazy. She's a B-I-T-C-H. She's this, 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 this. And then we just become worse, right? But it's, it's difficult to be in both spaces. It's difficult to be loved by a man who doesn't understand the trauma that you've been through and doesn't know how to love it. And then it's difficult to be with a man who's healed and you're not healed. And you don't know how to accept that because you really truly feel the brokenness within you. And that's heavy. So, oh God, my whole heart. Okay, so we we have patience. We have okay. Let let's do this as as we um as we're as we're following up, finishing up. Mm-hmm. There are there are three three things that um I can speak to directly in ter- in terms of traits and qualities. Because that's just who I am. I'll speak on them. And then I'd love to hear what for you as what what process for you as a woman was required in order for you to align with these things. So Mm. here I'll go. I'll shoot. So my last my last relationship, excuse me, my last relationship. um, I represent order. And and by doing so, as in I'm disciplining myself to create order where there's dysfunction i'm creating Mm. functionality and healthy space within my own psyche and my own heart like literally every day like that's how much i love life you know 
I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've been down and out before and I don't want to go back to that life. You know, I've been the hurtful person. I don't want to go back to that life. You know, my legacy mm-hmm. is important to me. So I stand for something. I'm honorable. I have integrity. And then what happens is this. It translates into me being orderly. And does that mean I always pick up after myself? Not necessarily. But I mean, orderly, like I'm creating a, <laughs> this is me being honest as a man. I definitely create an orderly space where the moment, for example, like you come home, you walk in that door, you're coming to mm-hmm. a, you're coming to a kingdom. You're coming to a place where it's like, uh, if I, if I felt like tense today, if I felt this girl at my job, her energy, like when I come home to, to Shaheen, when I come home to him, this is, or when I pick up the phone and I talk to him, the moment I text him, there's order. There's comments. Mm. So three things I would in moments of potential conflict or just even when there wasn't conflict because of who I am, I represent order. And it Mm. comes with everything I just mentioned. Another thing, I represent truth. So with that being said, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to create confusion. I'm not going to create delusion. I'm not going to make you feel crazy. Any of that. I'm actually going to say okay, I I hear what your feelings are and mine may or may not be relevant, but what is the truth of the situation? And me bringing order and me bringing truth, and here's my third quality, um, in truth, there's clarity, right? And um, me bringing love to, you know, 90-something percent of every day, of every moment, order, truth, love. I was met with confusion and um on many occasions like intentional uh manipulation and delusion and illusion where Mm. i was expressing truth and i was expressing clarity so that we can clarify all of that energy and Mm. then also love where there was times self-hatred or there was times resentment there was times bitterness and things that i obviously knew i didn't deserve but that Mm. I, Mm. I, i stood as that and i stand as that till this day as a man love to that clarity truth and understanding to that energy to counteract that energy and then of course order and um or structure where there's chaos and dysfunctional so for you um how did you recognize okay he stands for these things and i'm on the other side of that and because i'm other on the other side of that i might as well just fuck it up because he clearly is like totally too good or he's just whatever or you know i'm sure sometimes you thought that his masculine assertion was uh abuse i'm sure you thought that because i definitely got that like you trying to clarify how i feel is abuse you're supposed to just take how i feel and you're supposed to just say i'm sorry but my love i didn't i didn't actually do anything to you well i feel this way and if i feel this way that means there's something wrong and it's like no, it doesn't. You're trying to say I'm crazy? No, I'm, I'm letting you know that our feelings aren't the truth. Our feelings are 100% based off of what belief system we're using in the moment. Mm. So like that, that awakening definitely shifted, you know, the, the my last partner. And again, she's a totally different woman because of it. But in God, I never take kind of, but it's all God. So what mm-hmm. for you did, it, what, what, what did it take for you to like, see damn like i actually need to surrender to the qualities that he's putting out and not fight those qualities 
Mm. I mean, I, as I mentioned, you know, there was so much self-sabotage. I never got to that space until later on in life mm-hmm. where, you know, God had to really bring me down a path. Oh, a path of my own healing and meeting hands that weren't gentle and meeting hands that wanted maybe those qualities but didn't have them, right? Mm -hmm. And like we've spoken of before, you know, it's not necessarily that certain people just can't give you things. I mean, I couldn't offer certain things because I never seen it being given. Mm -hmm. I never seen a healthy home. I I never saw a healthy marriage. You know, I Mm -hmm. never saw how a man was supposed to be treated or how a man was supposed to treat a woman. So it, it, it was, it was a really, it was really hard figuring that all out. And it was a lot of fumbling and tumbling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I could relate a lot to, you know, what your ex partners felt because sometimes you just want to hear sorry from people easily because you never got sorry easily from others, Mm. you know? So you're like, just give me, I'm sorry, man. Just, just give it to me. I'm hurting. Like I, no one else, like, can it just be you, you know? And so you're, you're asking for things maybe that you wanted from others. And I think it took me a while to realize, you know, who, you know, the door you're knocking on that's, just not going to be open sweetheart because that's not the door that is you know meant to be open in this space it's it's god first right it's yeah. god healing you first and then you being able to be loved by the love of god through a man and and that took mm-hmm. a lot for me to get to it took the birth of my son and understanding what a mother is and nurturing and loving and then healing the relationship with my mother and then even healing the relationship with my father, I, I blamed him for so much because I under, I felt like if you were here for me, none of this would have happened. But wow. little did I understand, you know, he was a black man in America. On top of that, he was a, a, a black Indian man from, you know, colonizer Puerto Rico, but again, and came over here to the United States, barely speaking English, trying to survive. Mm. He's only 19, 20 years old trying to figure out what matrimony is, trying to figure out what a husband is, trying to figure out what, how to have a wife and a daughter and do all of that. That is a lot. And so I had to come to a space to forgive that. And it was through forgiveness and forgiving them, forgiving my mother, forgiving myself. Then I came to this space of, wow, okay. I am in a space where now I can start surrendering. And it was after I started meeting fire, because remember, I told you, I want someone who's going to fire back. And when I got that, I was like, hold up. (laughs) I don't like it here. (laughs) You know? And so that's when I started to say, you know what? Let's reevaluate what you want. And let's find out why you even wanted that to begin with. And when Mm -hmm. I started to break down why I desired that, it was because, oh, well, that's all I knew. And that's all I thought it was supposed to be and you know we dramatize that on social media we glorify it when you see the angry black woman just you know we're tearing down windows in a car we're doing this and Mm. we glorify that you know it's going viral Mm. we see a lot of violence within our community within each other yes and so 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 very real so we're lacking this 
communication where we're lacking what is love for me and what does that look like as an individual remember that because we are so different some people yeah. are okay with having like stronger love I know that I can't have that because I'm very I'm very in touch emotionally I'm very sensitive I'm very artsy I'm, 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 I'm a flower that loves to be bloomed and admired. And I want to be your genesis. I want to be your, you know, I want you to look at me and feel like you're looking at art and you will feel inspired, you know? And uh, so yeah. when, when I realized, okay, now I took out the time to find out what the love I want, it took me to find out the love I thought I wanted and have it to realize, okay, that isn't it. And that's when I started to submit. But it was through submission of God first. There we go. I had to submit to God first. And there then that's go. when I, I learned how to submit to okay. a man. So that's exactly the, t the, that's the exact, everything that you mentioned you went through in the relationship and then also leading into just your journey um, solo is exactly what happened in the confines of my last relationship leading to me and her breaking up and just befriending one another the exact same process happened, everything you just described. So in the beginning, um, one of the things that she mentioned was like, you brought me closer to God, you know, because she, she actually was born Muslim. She was born into a Muslim family. And wow. I was like a month into being a committed revert. A month but right before, before I met her, I was just going on like a few weeks. You know what I mean? So just praying five times a day and, following the the discipline and the principles that were necessary uh so i was i was a baby you know what i mean but like just mm -hmm. to still have shifted her and just recognizing like no it's god first like literally mm -hmm. living is god first before before you let that thought that i'm being a evil harmful person i want you to sit for a second and think of god first what is god god is truth understanding awareness clarity intelligence so the intelligent yes. thing for you to do before you go off of this weed because the moment you feed it, it's going to stick around. But if you don't yes. feed it and you choose light and you choose, you know what? What what did you mean by this? And then you and then she asked a question. And I said, oh, I just meant that. And then it's like, oh, OK, boom, <laughs> resolve. Like, like literally in my mind, it was always that simple. And just having the compassion to recognize that in her in her psyche it was like a fucking storm sometimes. And she was just trying to find the eye of the storm and i'm like no stop trying to find the eye of the storm and just calm the storm just have peace yeah. Yeah. um wow so we we went over a lot today and i'm just so we grateful I'm, I'm honored we talked about accountability dodging for the sake of self-esteem um the lack of self-reflection and um being critical in thought you know that was one thing i definitely dealt with like she she often didn't take the time to like think back to really see where things went wrong you know like especially yeah. in the beginning she would just be like just tell me what not to do and then that's it and i'm like but you're not a child like children you know you would you'd think to treat children that way i mean i wouldn't treat my mm -hmm. kids that way because it's like <laughs> if i just say hey don't talk to me this way i don't like how it feels all that says to you is uh if you do this there will be a bad response right and that's how mm. we train. That's how we train animals. That's how we train dogs, right? We're yeah. separate. We're separate from animals. Like I need you to understand me. Hey, the moment that you express this, it's coming from this kind of energy, which disturbs the peace that we're attempting to cultivate. 
It disturbs the respect that you're trying to build for me. It disturbs the healing that you're trying to do. So understand, understand why I'm saying that we can't do this. We have to live by this code. We have to have Mm -hmm. spiritual discipline, sexual discipline. And like, boom, that's when I didn't, again, I didn't know these were boundaries, but they were, I was saying like, we are worthy of having a life. We're worthy of Mm -hmm. having financial freedom. We are worthy of, um, not being our fucking parents you know what i'm saying like we, oh. we can do this we have breath in our body let's try to aim for something better mm. so i'm just completely amazed to hear this it brings me a lot of comfort but most importantly i'm so deeply nurtured by your energy mm. and your truth your honor to god your respect for god and how that shows up in who you are today because like going through it man it's like I'm not, I'm, I I have hope in this woman. I, I believe in her, but like to to know you and to have spoken with you, you know, I look back at the past and I'm like, I'm grateful that I stuck beside her. I'm grateful oh, that man. I believed that being a man of God is the answer because it's always been the answer for me. I just learned mm-hmm. how to be a bit more gentle. I learned how to be a bit more um, calm. Like I'm, I was already calm. But mm. I, I learned like this. And that's what is so interesting. I'm going to touch on this last point. You mentioned learn, loving someone individually. So like my communication mm. skills adapted to her, um, the way I approached her adapted to her individually. But there was one thing in particular, like it took me a few months to really just accept is that she, mm. she needed me to move her with the emotion. And I refused to have accept. I didn't really want to accept that. I, mm. Like because I had such a peaceful life. I was like, I can just talk to you like this. And because <laughs> because you say you want to feel me and connect to me, you'll connect to me without me being intense. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it was like, the truth is, I had to learn how to just have a little bit more, more passion in my words because yeah. she was very easily manipulated with emotion. That's just the sad thing. If her mom, if she talked on her phone with her mom when, and they didn't have the healthiest relationship, that emotional pain that she'd feel that emotional then she'd be hurt and then she'd lash out on me because she's hurt or if one of her girlfriends got into her ear that didn't like me because she was also rebellious towards masculine energy Mm. um it would be like she how do i put this she was easily psychologically manipulated and emotionally Mm -hmm. and because that's she consciously knew she was that way. So many times she thought I was being that way towards her. So mm. in my mind, it was like, I'm going to intentionally just be very calm. And I'm going to be very yeah. still when I speak to her so that there's absolutely no way that she thinks that I'm anything like that. Wow. You know, so. And that's a sensitivity of trauma for sure. You know, as we end before we end, you know, I just wanted to touch on that. Yeah, super. that's where the trauma and the pain, especially if it hasn't been healed, any little poke at it it's like if you break your leg you know someone tries to touch it like even if it's a gentle touch it still mm. hurts and yeah. so for sure you're going to be jumpy but I think that's why it's so important to understand what femininity is and what masculinity is because mm. you have a job and I have a job and they're completely different right regardless yeah. of today's roles and how they're shifting but as as a woman I I am emotional and, mm. you know, I feel as a man, it's your job to protect my space so that I can be emotional, but I, it is my job to be balanced enough to know, to not allow my emotions to drive me. 
And that takes mm-hmm. a lot of practice as a woman. And that's why it's important to have the right village around her. Many of those times I didn't have any, I didn't have any good wisdom around me. And like you said, there was no one around me that valued the value of men. There was no one around me that really understood the real role of a man. So mm-hmm. I didn't have someone counsel me and say, hey, Stephanie, this is what's needed. You, you have to work on this because he is a man and this is how he speaks and this is how he needs to be loved and nurtured. And I didn't understand that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I can, I can see where the disconnect occurs in a lot of relationships, including my own that I've had. Yeah. So it, it, uh, we have to get to know each other in our pureness of who we are. Yeah. Mm. Wow. The glory of God in all of this, you know, just edifying, edifying the most high in every, in every fashion or form. I'm abundantly um, great, just grateful. And then your good graces to be able to, to walk this journey of life with you. I thank you. I'm honored to have had you on this platform that we're going to share with the world and it's going to do exactly what it's meant to do. So, um, thank you so much. there's there's a great opportunity if you ever have interest in having conversation with this amazing soul Amira, you can go to um, your Instagram handle. It's uh, boundaries underscore underscore coach on Instagram. That's what yeah. That's the Instagram. Yeah. So go ahead and check that out right after you give this a listen. Uh, boundaries underscore coach Amira, I thank you. I bless you. You are an amazing soul, and you're going to continue to be a leader for many women who thank who you. don't see a way out. So oh, thank you thank so much you. for today. And we're going to definitely have a part two of this. I think so. I think so, too. <laughs> and I'm very excited for it. And I just want to say thank you so much for mm-hmm. having me on your platform. Thank you for being who you are and choosing to be the man of God that you've chosen to be. And thank you for being a healed Black man in our world and that's really really important so i salute you i and i praise you for the things that you've done i've watched your journey i've watched you grow and it's been utterly beautiful it's beautiful to know how long i've actually known you so thank you we're going on years man um and mm-hmm. it's what means the most to me is that you you've heard where my issues have been you you heard where sometimes I was intolerable or impatient because I felt like I wasn't being treated with the right respect and value as a man and um Mm -hmm. you you're just willing to just have that compassion for me and say I get why you raise your voice or I get why times you let your your imperfectness go but one thing about you and this is why I value so deeply you acknowledge who you acknowledge my 90 percent not my 10 Wow. And I think wow. for a lot of men, we get your, but your 10% and then it's like six months later, but your 10% and then it's another <laughs> six months later, but your 10% and it's like, can you fucking see that I'm a human being in my 90%? If you paid attention to what I do, you would feel differently. To, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So yes. I, I just, I, man. I didn't know how how valuable that was until you until you come into the presence of a real woman who knows how to honor a man. So I'm thankful for you too. Okay, thank we're gonna you. do this again. Part two is coming up. There. Part two is coming out soon, you guys. Thank you for tuning in, and continue to have an amazing journey. And we'll always be here for wisdom, for love, for insight, for encouragement, 
for everything that we need to know on this spiritual journey. And peace and love to all of you. Peace and love.